Welcome to Big Girl Poker Chat, hosted by Donna Blevins, the big girl of poker at six feet five inches tall. This is not your average poker podcast. Donna and her guests talk about poker in a way you've never heard before. Listen in and learn about how to play the game and how to win at life. Find show notes for this show and more great content on the blog at biggirlpoker.com. And now, Donna Blevins. This is Donna Blevins, and welcome to Big Girl Poker Chat. You know, oftentimes I respond to what listeners have asked me, and it it sends me in different directions to find out what I can bring into the podcast. Well, I have some treats for you today. We're going to focus on how poker has evolved and where you can be the most profitable. I know that that's going to perk up your ears improve your game and make you drool. That's my objective. But first, I'd like to remind you about the Bravo Poker Live app. I love it and download it directly to my new Android phone as well as my desktop computer. Several of my coaching clients downloaded it on their iPhones and love it as well. It's real-time, responsive app, and it makes it a breeze to check out the current live action and tournaments in your local card rooms. How it works is like magic. It links directly into the Bravo Poker Room Management System and shows you what games are being spread and even how many people are on the waiting list. Any serious poker player simply must use this app. You can download it for free at bravopokerlive.com. Today, Wade Andrews is with me and makes me absolutely smile. You may have heard about Wade because he covered poker on the radio way before anyone else did. The first poker radio program. As a matter of fact, we had a lengthy program with him that was called American Poker Player back in 2006. It was on Hold'em Radio, and unfortunately, the replays are unavailable. Now, Wade, I want you to come in here, say howdy, and tell our listeners who you are in two sentences. <laughs> <laughs> well, howdy. <laughs> It's good to be back on the air with you, Donna. That's without a doubt. Um, Who I am in two sentences? Now, that's an elevator pitch. Um, I know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, My name is Wade Andrews. I've been in radio pretty much my entire life and got into poker radio and started Hold'em Radio in 2005. Is that two sentences or is that one long one? Okay, well, that that's okay. That's one lot. Let's add another one. So what have you been, 2005, and so what have you been doing in that industry, and what are you going to be, what are you doing now? Wow. Um, I was very fortunate. I got into the, started the industry basically with poker radio, got to broadcast out of Binion's Casino for two and a half years, sitting right in the poker room. Um, still do poker radio, still broadcast online poker tournaments, and uh, have one show that I do with Hal Koblenz. And I am now the Director of Personalities for Our City Radio. It's a national internet radio network. That's what I'm doing now. So you're doing other things in the radio industry other than poker as well. Correct. Well, I I came into the poker world out of the radio. I'm probably one of the handful of people that had radio experience before they got involved with poker radio. The majority of the other folks are poker players that uh, were doing radio. So radio was my first true love. Um, I love poker, don't get me wrong, but radio is my first true love. 
and I'm going to help spread that word to everybody because my next project is starting an online broadcasting school. Oh, that, that's that's fun. I, I know that is, and I'm going to learn a lot about you because of the fact that I do more and more of my bo- podcasts. I do a lot of my coaching online on the on through conference calls. Um, you know, I have coaching clients who have been in uh, in Australia and and Hawaii at the same time. That's really astonishing that you can do that by the way of the internet. So that's really exciting. How do you feel about the state of poker radio? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I guess that's the best way to answer it. Just ugh. Um, it, it's since the poker world, uh, online poker is the majority of our listeners are online poker players, and a lot of the online poker players have have kind of dried up here in the states with the uh, you know since two thousand seven with the UIGEA and stuff. Um, what we're seeing now in the industry is a lot of folks that just want to broadcast little games. Their poker radio consists of a group of two or three dozen people, their little poker forum, um, or their poker group or gang or whatever you want to call them, and they'll set up and broadcast. Uh, the quality is not very good. Um, it's, it's like sitting around a home game with friends, and that's basically what they're aimed at. As far as being able to learn anything or for to be entertaining for outside listeners, it's not really there. Um, we still have some very excellent poker shows that are out there. I know that you were on one recently with Ashley Adams. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah, Ashley's. Uh, I remember when I did an interview with Ashley at Binion's. After the interview, we sat there and talked for about an hour and a half. I explained to him how I, I was doing everything that we were doing. He was talking about doing a show. And he started it up, and it's been running now for five years, six years, because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it was in 2008, 2009 when he came out. I was interviewing him because he's a, a great poker author. You know, he wrote. Oh, he, he really is, Ashley. Ashley Adams. I'm, I'm excited because uh, there's a podcast that uh, is posted with him as well. And then he turned around and said, "I love this so much. Come on my show." <laughs> and so, so that actually is going to be airing probably in a month or so. Okay, okay. But yeah, so uh, you know, Ashley's show's got a good one. Um there's a couple of others out there, but it's it's gotten really grim because the market has shrunk up so bad. You know, the listening audience is kind of a have has gone away. Well, that's unfortunate because I don't think that the listening market for poker shows or poker podcasts is going away. I think that it is enlarging. The reason is is that access to websites, access to shopping, access to even listening on audio is mostly, it's the majority is accessed by way of mobile devices. Mm-hmm. And and people are becoming so connected to the Internet. So I believe that when people are saying the audience has dried up, no, that's not the case. The audience hasn't dried up. They just need to be attracted. They need to be aware that they're there. That's one of the reasons why I've had astonishing results to my podcasting because it. I guess people, we're chatting and we're talking about poker and, and I've just been able to talk to so many people and, and my listeners are really responding very well. So I think that that the market is actually there. I well, think okay. that we we're, have to, we're talking about two different kind of things too. We're talking about a poker show or podcast compared to a poker radio station. I mean, a, a radio station is broadcasting 24-7, um, mm-hmm. whereas with, like, in your case, people are going, yeah, we can download this right now, boom, 
<laughs> this is what we want. Um, it's you know it's a specific target that you're aiming at with your audience, and they come and get it. Um, whereas radio, man, doing twenty four seven of entertainment is tough. Uh-huh. <laughs> Keeping it entertaining for that long, um, that's tough. Um, we are going to be opening up Texas Hold'em Radio very soon, and we will be rebroadcasting numerous poker shows, and are going to go back to a twenty four seven format. Um, I see the market as starting to expand. We're, it's coming back into the into the vogue again. We've got New Jersey now that has legal poker. Um, Nevada has legal uh, online poker. Um, Delaware, I think, is getting ready to launch. I don't think they actually have anything live, but they're getting ready to launch. And we have uh, at least another half dozen states that are looking at the same thing. So the market, as far as online players, are coming back. Um, uh-huh. You know, we've I've always tried to push the online players to go play live. That's where uh-huh. real at you, you know, you know, it's fun to play online, but real poker sit down at the poker table with the dealers and playing live, looking, looking at players right at, in the eye, right across the way. Well, one of the things that I want to talk about today is because you have an, your voice is phenomenal. I mean, I absolutely love it, and you because of who you are and how connected you have been to the industry, you have actually been watching the poker industry closer than virtually anybody else because you have been involved in poker radio for so long. What I would like for you to share with the listeners today is how have you seen poker evolve? And along with that, how does a player need to play today to win? Oh, boy. Um, yeah, big question. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it, it's a big question, and it's it's something that's important. It it has evolved a lot since I started. Really, I mean, being involved with it every day. That started up in two thousand four, where I was on either on basically on online poker every day, uh, eight to ten hours a day. As the station started, those numbers went up even higher. And watching a million, I've seen millions and millions and millions of hands played out. Um, what we've kind of I've seen over the time is. Uh, well, one, it, it blew up. The World Series of Poker blew up at about the same time online poker did. And then you started to see a mix of the two as far as playing styles go. When I first started, the standard, uh, to use as an example, the standard raise was three times the big blind. I mean, pretty much that was the standard raise. That's what pretty much everybody did. Um, over the next couple of years, you started to see that kind of kick up to four and five times. And then in 2008, we had the book Kill Phil come out, and that turned into Shove Fest. All of a sudden, people are not raising three times the blinds. They're raising either 10 or 12, or they're shoving all in. Um, it, so we saw that evolution. Well, people got used to that and evolved again. Um, that evolution came to where we're now we're getting two and three bets is starting to happen now. Um, the blind, uh, The initial blind bet, is so wide open now, it's ridiculous. I mean, it's, you can't even use it as a gauge anymore. I see people opening up for just limping in all the way up to five and six times the blinds. Um, and then the folks that shove. So you've seen that kind of evolution kick around where um, it seems like we're starting to get a lot more aggressive players. There's always been aggressive players at the table. Don't, I mean, they're always there. But that used to be one or two at the table. Now you're seeing half the table is a very aggressive players. And I think a lot of that came from them playing online. It's a lot easier to play aggressive online. Um, you don't have the intimidation factor of who you're looking at in the eye. You don't have them staring you down, um, that sort of thing. 
Um, so we've seen the aggression kick in. Well, then people figured out how to play against the aggressive player. So we're see- it, it's an amazing game that you can learn how to play this game in five minutes, but you'll never learn everything about it. Um, and that's what, in my mind, is the most amazing thing about playing Hold'em. Is it's a simple game, but you're never going to master it, and it changes. We get these changes coming across. Um, in my mind, the way to win now is to really learn to read yourself. You have to learn to read yourself. Um, if you become a, a good player, you know you know the the techniques, you know the skill, you got the skill set, um, you figured out your odds, you're you're comfortable with that. At this point, in order to win, you have to make sure you make no mistakes. You have to be the person that makes the least amount of mistakes at the table. And that's on you. That's not on the other players. That's on your own play. Um, so that that's where I see it is now. You have to, instead of being so concentrating on beating up your other players, you have to make sure you make no mistakes. People are just, Oh, wow. I, I, I'm going to jump in there. But you just said three things that i got to jump on right This is phenomenal. <laughs> because you're saying simple game. Yes. And it just it just pushed me into the fact that what you said what they need to know the skill sets they need to know the odds make sure you make no mistakes because you've got to know you well you know, I've got to talk about PokerPureAndSimple.com which is the entrance to my elite coaching program which is just amazing it has been it has evolved itself and it's evolved over the past five years and it's just fabulous but if anyone wants to take a look at it then go to to PokerPureAndSimple.com, and there they can uh, opt in for two free modules of the training about how to look at yourself because the first thing I talk about is you have to know about you. Poker is first of all about you. Secondly, it's about the other players. And number three, it's about the cards because, frankly, in order to win, you don't need no stinking cards today. Oh, that's a fact. I mean, it's... Yeah. Yeah. Well, you taught us it when we were talking about the show earlier. You taught us a trick back in 2006. Um, it became made famous, I guess, in like 2008, 2009 when Annette Oberstrat did it. But you were teaching us about it in 2006, way before anybody else did, um, where you cover up your whole cards with a sticky note. Now, this is playing online. You cover up your whole cards with a sticky note and learn to play position. And, uh, and you, you really learn a lot about how to play and yourself doing that. Of course, it's a really big thing about learning how to play position. But yeah, that was you know that's one of those things that you taught us a long time ago. Oh, I am so thrilled that you brought the fact that I brought it up, and because everyone said Annette created that, and you said no, 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 uh, Donna Blevins did. Oh yeah, we've been I've been talking about that on the air for a long time because we have a lot of our listeners are novice players. Um, you know, they're new to the game. They they're just oh, we found a poker radio station. Oh, these guys have a tournament. They're talking about it. They don't they don't know the game yet. And so mm-hmm. we talk about, they don't understand position. What do you mean position? Um, so we explain position, and I always tell that story <laughs> about you. Because when you first told it, it, it's one of those things you can control, learn to control yourself with, too. Because believe me, folks, putting a sticky note over your whole cards, it is really, really, really tempting to cheat and peek. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can really learn a lot of self-discipline by leaving that sticky note there and not messing with it. Yeah, and one of the uh, challenges, I, I've got 22 or 23, cha- 23, 23 modules of training, and with each one of the, the modules, there's also a challenge that comes along with it. So it's, it's multifaceted. And one of the challenges has to do with playing a sit-and-go online 
and now today it it's likely going to be um you know it's likely going to be free because there's a lot of times when you can't even get a uh, one that you pay five bucks for because that's what I said just only a five dollar tournament a sit and go and what happens is it really puts you into a different place because it's difficult you know you get really antsy because you want to know what's there but it will dramatically change your game and what's interesting is more than 50% of the people in my coaching who have taken this challenge, more than 50% of them have cashed in the sit-and-go when they, when they did this, this challenge. Uh, oh. I, call, I call it a no-peak exercise is what I call it, no-peak. No-peak challenge, yeah. Okay, I, <laughs> we got a new game going here. Um, well, you, you hit it right on the head. I mean, you have to know yourself. If you don't know yourself, how can you compete with anybody else? I mean, it's it, it's you don't have any base to start with. You don't, you know, you, there's no way to work off of it. Um, well, I win every once in a while is what I hear. That's because you're playing lucky. Anybody can win every once in a while if you're just playing on luck. You're, the idea is not to win every once in a while. The idea is to to make more money than you lose. You know, to make that's it. it. Yeah, that's exactly right, and. It's interesting because I was resistant to the one-two no-limit hold'em cash game for many years because I would sit down and I would just piss my money away. <laughs> Oops, what did I say on my on my podcast? Oh well, and it would just you know I would just play bad and I would get sucked into bad behavior. And about less than a year ago, oh, let me see, it was uh, eleven months ago, I went to a small a card room in Florida, which is about an hour from my home. And I said, okay, I am going to change my mindset. I'm going to do a mind shift in relationship to one, two, cash. First of all, I'm going to sit down and for the first hour, I'm going to watch the players. I'm going to just disregard my cards unless I have awesome cards in late position. You know, if I am button, cut off, or hijack the last three players, I'm going to virtually disregard what I have. I'm going to take my time looking at the cards. I take a consistent amount of time. And people have heard me say this, and they grumble because I take six seconds to look at my cards. (laughs) Well, you've added on a couple of seconds because you and Gregory taught us to look at them. Four that's right. I've added two seconds. See there, you've heard that it was called. I've added it to six seconds. Okay. And one of the reasons, it, the four seconds, simply was too easy. I needed to get to that calm place because I wanted to be in a calm, easy, trusting place. And so I actually, in, in fact, I don't tell people outside of my coaching. So I guess this is a secret that I just let out. Oops. That one of the things I, oops, I guess, well, there it is, <laughs> is that I teach people to look at it for six seconds. And it's interesting because it's amazing to me how many people I hear say, well, I heard somebody say they need to w- look at the cards for four seconds. And I'm going, wow, that's come back around. But what you need to do, I decided what I was going to do is, is to spend the first hour watching other players. Mm-hmm. And getting, yeah, yeah, getting getting a feel for the table. I was going to disregard my cards, and I sat down at a table, and I said, "I'm going to stay here six hours because that's usually that's that's a good a good amount of time for me. I like that kind of cash game." 
you know, with everything else that I do, six hours is just fine. And I want to let you know that I got up from the table five and a half hours later, and I was up $1,250. There you go. And I frankly just shook my head and went, wow, could I have taken my own coaching that well that fast? And it was astonishing because I, I focused in on the other players. I focused in on how they were playing. And, of course, even within an hour, so many players came and went. Um, but it really did make a huge difference about my game. My one-two is virtually profitable. Um, you know, I, I may end up not feeling very well for some reason. You know, I, I drop a 100 or something, I just get up. If 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 I'm not feeling well, if if I'm too tired or distracted, I just get up on the table. It's been very profitable over the past eleven months. Well, that and that you hit on a lot of it right there. Don't sit at the table if you're not feeling right. I mean, you see so many people come out there, and well, that's how people make a living in Vegas. They're waiting for the tourists that have come in to that have been celebrating um, to come in. They're not. Uh, they're partying. They're having fun. They're not there to work. They're there to have fun and play poker. Um, that's how the locals make a living is off these folks because they sit down there and they might be drunk. They're they're not you know paying any attention. They're not, you know definitely not paying to win. They're just playing to have fun. Um, when you go to, in my mind, when you go to a poker table, if there's money on the table, you've got to take it seriously. I mean, it, it, you got to play to win. Yeah, and, and you know, since online players are accustomed to playing in the privacy of their home where nobody looks at them, how? How do they have to change their live table image when they sit down at a table? Um, very first thing, that, and the thing that I see the biggest mistake from online players, is they have to be constantly reminded to post their blinds. That's the biggest giveaway that you can find for an online player going out to play live. Pay attention. Put your blinds out there. If you get reminded several times that you have to post your blinds, people are going to realize you're an online player, and they're looking for you. You're the kind of player they're looking for. Um, I highly recommend new players wear sunglasses so that they don't get intimidated when somebody stares them down. It's real easy to, to hide behind sunglasses when a stare down takes place. Um, that way you're not going to give away tails by blinking or turning your head away or that sort of stuff. Um, don't play with your chips and cards unless you feel confident with it because if you start fumbling chips and stuff, they're going to realize you're an online player also. And be patient you're only going to get maybe a third to half as many hands per hour as you do online. Mm-hmm. That that is absolutely true, and you know they, a lot of the online players brag about the fact that they do so many multi multi games, and in multi games they're simply they're simply playing position and cards. Mm-hmm. Top five and, position. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Top five positions and uh, okay, you you go over. Explain what that would be. Top five hands. Yep. Um, aces, kings, queens, ace, king, and then you start getting into a fight about uh, ace jacks or, or ace jack or pocket jacks. I'm, 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 I believe in pocket jacks. Um, the ace jack and pocket jacks are real close as far as the uh, percentages are. Okay. So, so, so the and that the, the fifth one, ace jack or, or Jackson. You know, jacks are just such a funny hand. <laughs> Jacks are jacks are you're laughing at me. Jacks are what I call pretend face cards. <laughs> yep, pretty much. <laughs> you know, jacks more like a fish hook. <laughs> and, 
And who's it going to hook? You know, the person, the p- people get so attached to jacks as if they have the power of aces. I mean, there's well, so many that, hands that can beat them, for goodness sakes. Well, that, what's what's the old axiom? There's 250 ways to play pocket jacks, and they're all wrong. <laughs> it's really hard to determine. I actually put pocket jacks into the same category as middle pair. I mean, I give them the same value as uh, as pocket eights. That I know mm-hmm. the odds are a little bit better, you know, of course, because there's not that many cards up above. But how do you play those things? <laughs> They're tough. Yeah, they 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 are tough. They are tough. You know, several years ago, I wrote an article called "What to Tell." I love that. What to tell? Tell me about how you read your opponents at the table and how our listeners should be reading their opponents at the table. Um, I'm one of those that I, I love the, the psychology of this game. So it's not so much physical tells that I'm looking for on people. I'm looking to see what they say, how they're talking, um, that sort of thing when they're making their actions. That's it. that's how I hook them. Um, I get them talking. Of course, it's an advantage that I have. I, I talk all the time when I'm playing. Um, no. And, <laughs> no. I, <laughs> not me too well. Uh, most people can't do that. Most people can't talk and play at the same time. So if you can get them talking, it, it loosens them up a little bit, um, and you can get you can get beads off of them. They'll be talking along, and all of a sudden they'll look down and pocket aces, and they shut up. Boom! You know, <laughs> you know they have a hand. Uh, <laughs> I got something. <laughs> yeah. Well, physical tells that those are there for the big cards. I mean, uh, the, the the people will stumble the chips. They'll be shuffling chips. They'll look at their hand and they'll they'll stumble on chips. Um, they'll look at their hand three or four times just to make sure it's really what they think it is. Um, that I highly recommend against too. Uh, but you can use that as reverse tell. But um, the you know the eyebrows, the uh, watching their eyes all of a sudden start to gleam when they catch a hand. Uh, the old one that uh, I mean, Mike Caro came up with so much of this stuff, and it, it was such an excellent book. I, I still don't think it's been passed up. Um, the leaning back in a chair shows that you have strength. You know, somebody's mm-hmm. switching down over their stack and all of a sudden scrunching their shoulders. They're concerned about their hand. Um, so that there's those kind of physical tells. But in my mind, the most of it is is listening to them. Um, you have the cocky player at the table. Um, because, you you know, if you're like in a one-two game, like you were talking about, in a one-two game, you only need to take down one or two hands an hour to make a very profitable session. You don't have to get involved in every hand. So if you can sit there for an hour and listen to this guy that's been talking all this smack, and uh, figure him out, and then felt him, or take a good chunk out of him out of a pot. You just made a hundred bucks an hour. I mean, mm-hmm. what's your goal? I mean, you, I know you're a goal-oriented person. When you sit down at a one-two table, what you have to set a goal. I want to make sixty bucks an hour. It might be unrealistic, but you have a goal. You have to have a goal. Um, I personally, when I sit down at a one-two table, I need to make eighty dollars an hour for it to be a successful session. That's what I set my goal at. Um, but. You know, listeners can set them lower if they're novices and just because uh, I don't like to call anybody an amateur, but if they're novices, um, set your goal at forty dollars an hour. Well, tell me, Wade, what is your biggest strength? I know that you say listening to people, but with along with that, what is your biz- biggest strength to reach that goal of winning eighty dollars an hour? Patience, being patience. patient. I, I stay away from middle zone cards. Um, mm-hmm. In an hour's time, you're going to get at least one or two profitable hands. That might be an ace-queen, pocket-kings, queens, 
Um, you know, you might be on the 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 butt or on the um, big blind and flop a straight. I mean, you, you never can tell. That's the my, that's the position that scares me the most playing against is big blind because you have no idea what those people have. Um, so if the flop can come out, you think it's completely ugly and it just hit them like a hammer. <laughs> you know, but that, that you only need to do it once an hour or so, and it's so it's patience, sitting there and waiting, not getting caught up in the excitement of I have to play cards. I'm here to play cards. No, I'm not here to play cards. I'm here to win money. I'm just happening to use cards to do it. Mm-hmm. Well, now you had mentioned that Mike Carroll's book. I, I love his books on tales. What other poker books do you recommend for players? Um, right off the bat, and it's about two years old now, Annie Duke put out a six-chapter book. This mm-hmm. book only has six chapters in it, folks. Um, I got it Kindle on Amazon for $2.95. It is one of the best books I've ever read on poker, and it's called The Middle Zone. And it talks about the... Right, I the, love it. Oh, my God, it's an amazing book. It talks about the middle zone cards that get you in trouble. It doesn't really mm-hmm. talk that much about winning hands. It talks about the hands that will get you in trouble and why they get you in trouble. It's not just a chart of you shouldn't play this or shouldn't play that. It actually explains the psychology behind why you should not play these cards. Um, and I recommend that for everybody. Um, Tournament Poker and the Art of War by David Epistolico is another one. Um, okay, it, The Art of War by who? Yep. David Apostolico. Do you know how to spell his name? A-P-A-S-T-O-L-I-C-O. Yeah, it's tournament poker. Oh, you're, oh, you're talking about the art of war. Yeah, it's yeah, it's uh, the art of war. He what he did was take the art of war by Sun Tzu and put it on the poker table, and it's amazing. And, it's a great book. Well, you know, and I actually use the art of war in. And my with my coaching clients because the art of war by Sun Tzu is astonishing. Okay. So David's, how did he change the title of it? It's tournament the art of poker war. and the art of war is the oh, title. Oh, tournament tournament poker, the art of war. Okay. Yep. And then the last book that I highly recommend, and it, you know, it might be a surprise, none of these books are what I call strategy books. Mm-hmm. I think anybody can pick up strategy, and one strategy works for some people and doesn't work for others. Um, so what I most of the books I recommend are all involved on you, and that's Dr. Al Schoonemaker's uh, Poker Psychology. Oh, <laughs> I love his. Uh, Alan Schoonemaker is absolutely wonderful. I love all of his books. In fact, I have one behind me. Where is it? Because I look at this book all the time. It's about, the, what's the title of it? It's Worst one of his. Enemy or Your Best Poker Friend? Those were your, two your, your worst poker enemy. Yes, that, <laughs> that, that's oh, that is a great book. That is an app, and I have tried so hard to get him on podcast with me. Oh my goodness, he is so old-fashioned, old technology. Oh and I, yes. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's been a challenge. I want him on podcast, but you know, I may be able to get him to call in on the phone. I really want to do that. Yeah, he used to come down to the studio every week and do a show. He did a show with us when I was at Binion's. He did a, a weekly show. Um, it was good stuff. He was and uh, always prepared. You know, you could definitely tell he knew exactly what he wanted to talk about and how he wanted to present it. And he teaches some really good stuff. Um, so it's that's the kind of stuff I recommend because you can go out and pick up. Um, and I'm not picking on anybody. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong on this. You can pick up Daniel Negreanu's book. Um, you know, learn to play like Daniel. Well, you can't because you're not Daniel. 
Mm-hmm. You can pick up some of the stuff from him, but you can't play like Daniel because you're not Daniel. Um, the same with a lot of the other strategy books. They teach you to play a specific style. And as you move up in poker, you realize that there is no specific style. You have to be able to play everything because you have no idea what the table is going to be like that you sit down. Are you going to sit down at a table full of tight players or a table full of loose players? Are there going to be three drunks there? Is there going to be somebody there that's a lot better than you? I mean, you, you have no idea what you're going to run into, so you can't go in and say, I'm going to play this style of poker. You have to be able to shift it. And that's exactly right, and it's really interesting that 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 these are the types of books that you're recommending. I'm really flattered with that, Wade, because... One of the biggest things that I that I talk about has evolved. When I started with my poker coaching, I was just teaching people how to play poker. But as I was working in private sessions or group, I call it one-on-one group coaching sessions, where we're meeting by way of, of Internet access where I've got people from many different places at the same time. What happened is that it, people started evolving their questions and they would move away from how to play a hand. And what I'm finding is that 50 or 60%, no, it's more like 70% of what we talk about has to do with mind shifting, has to do with the psychology, has to do with how to find the power and self-confidence within the person. And that's really been wonderful for me that people are coming in this direction. And I thought it was just going to be people that were starting out in in coaching, just starting out in, in the game and what's happening is that professional players are coming to me saying, "Look, I need some I need some help with my mindset. I know that I've had this real problem with tilt." And that's one of the things that I work with really strongly and people have had some amazing results with it. Well, that that's the thing that kills people more than anything else. Um considering you're using cards, there is a chance for luck. Okay? And so yeah, I mean there it, I consider you can reduce the amount of luck involved in a hand by playing properly. But there's still a chance for luck. And you play a hand exactly the way you're supposed to play it, and some luck box on the table lucks out and hits on the river. And it puts you on tilt. It just threw you right out of your game. You were playing your game exactly the way you were supposed to play it. Things were going just right. Luck takes a, you know, raises its ugly head and puts you on tilt. Now, are you going to sit there and let tilt ruin you, or are you going to get rid of that and get back into your game? You know, because mm-hmm. you, how many times have you seen tilt just wipe people out? At the table, it happens pretty much every game you play. So okay, I'm gonna. Play I'm gonna. Sh- yep, I'm gonna sh- share a mind shift exercise with everyone with you right now. I want you to put your feet flat on the floor for me, Wade. Okay. I want you to put. Now let's assume that you're on tilt at the poker table, and and you've turned yourself so that so that you know you you're kind of not facing the table, you're kind of facing away from it. So I want you to put your hands to either side of your legs on the top of the chair. Okay. okay? I want you to push up, get your ass out of that seat, and walk away. (laughs) (laughs) You hit it. I mean, it's the easiest way to deal with tilt. And it's the best way to deal with tilt. Yep, get up and walk away from me. <laughs> that's, that's exactly right. I, I said, let's see. I said piss and I said ass. Oh, I'm sorry on the podcast. Excuse me, please. I'm uh, <laughs> putting that out in you, Donna. But <laughs> this is day. Boy, it, I'm glad that you started out with that with plant both of your feet firmly on the floor. <laughs> the rest of the instruction would be kind of hard. But you hit it. Walk away for a couple of minutes. I mean, good grief. Yeah. 
That's exactly right. And I've actually developed some I've actually developed a tremendous amount of mind shift exercises that that I, I I've been using for thirty years and I had no idea that my coaching clients wanted to learn them. As a matter of fact, my book that's gonna be coming out hopefully in the next sixty days oh, is cool. called Get Your Head Back in the Game. And I love the subtitle. It's 12 Quick and Easy Ways to Shift to a Champion Mindset. Well, people are going to need it because you, you touched on it earlier. People playing online, multitasking. They're multitasking. They'll sit there, play four or five games. They're watching. Uh, they're on Facebook. they got the TV set on in the background. You, they're not focused. You go into a poker room, the only thing you got to focus on is those people at the table, and there might be a TV on in the background someplace. That's it. Those folks get impatient. Those folks will get will put themselves on tilt. I mean, uh, where they'll sit there and there's just not enough action here. You'll see. You can sit there and watch them get agitated and put themselves on tilt uh, without even playing the game. It just uh, it amazes me. You've got to be able to be patient and wait and focus. And if you don't like uh, Donna's got you know these these classes, if you're having a problem staying focused and you want to be a winning poker player, you better get some help. Because you got to stay focused. It only takes one hand, and you can be flatted. You can be knocked out of a tournament. You can lose all your chips on a cash table, and that means that you lost focus. And uh, it's hard to find folks that are hardcore in focus at the tables now. You're absolutely right. But before we leave, I would like for you to share um, about your internet radio broadcasting school. Is this is this something you're starting? And tell us because. There's so many people who have to do inter- internet internet broadcasting. You know, he- tell us, share it. Well, it, it it it's the site is being built now. I've had several people approach me about training. Um, a lot of folks want to get on the radio, and they'll they'll plug in their their stuff, and they'll you know they'll go to one of the streaming places and get on there, and then wonder why people don't listen or why they're not paying attention. Um, you're competing with a lot of professionals. When you look at radio, it doesn't matter if it's on Internet or terrestrial. You're dealing with a lot of professionals. And people have this mindset that they want to hear something decent. Um, What the school is going to teach you how to do is what equipment you're going to need, how to talk, where to talk, where you set up, um, the psychology that goes with it, um, so that you can go ahead and get your station set up and people will enjoy it. And uh, we're going to charge a whopping $99.95. And I'm just going to dump out literally my years and years of radio experience is going to be available for everybody to get there, including how to deal with stalkers. Um, okay, because, dro- drop drop off the ninety five because it looks a whole lot different when you don't have the the pennies. Do ninety nine bucks or a hundred bucks? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I that's the old salesman in me. Ninety nine, ninety five. <laughs> no, no, no. In the internet, I, it, I yeah, teach you about about marketing on the internet. Drop drop the pennies. Just drop, drop the, the pennies. pennies. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm 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 going to take this because I'm really excited about what I can learn. I mean, you know, what what do you think about the podcast that I put together? So far, it's good. It's it's good stuff. I mean, you're you're staying focused. The sound quality is good, and that seems to be the biggest issue that most people have is sound quality. They they just their sound quality is not good, and people aren't going to listen to it unless you got good sound quality. You can have the best content around if if it's hard to listen to, people won't listen to it. Um, so, you, you know, you've got the good quality and stuff going here. And the guests I've seen you lining up have, have been good ones. have been some good and guests. And see, there, there you are. <laughs> there you are, a good oh, one. Oh, I don't consider myself a guest. I consider myself just one of your buds that got together to chat on the, <laughs> <laughs> no, what's better on the than podcast. That? 
Yeah, that, you know, and that's one of the things that that I really like. I've I've known and known everybody that I've had on, and and they said, well, sure, 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 well, come on. You know, I really want to share with everybody that I would like for. Now, how are they going to find you, Wade? I'm going to put a link on on the podcast notes to find your site. How do they find you? Right now, since the site is wade.com. Hang on, hang on. You and and you. We had a little bit of tech check. Just had have having to do some of that vibration. Say it again because I got a vibration here. One more time. Sure, it's wade.radio.com. W-a-d-e radio.com. Wade.radio.com. Well, that's wonderful. That's where Wade W-a-d-e radio.com. That's fantastic. That's where I will link the uh, the notes for the podcast. And I want to tell you, you went exactly where I wanted you to go because I knew that you had seen, you said you'd seen it millions of hands and you have watched more players than I believe anybody else in the media because you're on so many hours a day. So I want to say, Wade Andrews, you have been a blessing. I want to thank you so much for sharing with us. You You have shared a lot of things that will help people and with their game. And thank you. Is there anything else you would like to say as you end today? No, just uh, the, the, I do recommend it seriously, folks. And this isn't any, you know, I'm not blowing smoke here or not doing, you know, an unpaid-for uh, pod uh, promo or anything. If you've gotten your game to the point where you've got your skill sets right, but you're still not winning consistently because you haven't got your head right, you need to talk to Donna. <laughs> Donna will help you get your head straight. Well, thank you very much. You can go to pokerpureandsimple.com. You can ask for two of the modules. You can opt in and get two modules. I send them to you over a week's period of time, and I tell you about my elite poker coaching program. If you'd like to look at the podcast, you can go to biggirlpoker.com. And, yes, if you're just now hearing this for the first time, one of the reasons it's called Big Girl Poker Chat is because I am six and a half feet tall, six foot five inches tall. And so that's just one of the things that God has blessed me with. <laughs> Don does stand out in a poker room. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny because one of the reasons that I, I, I got the Big Girl Poker is that when my husband, my husband, by the way, Wade knows this, but my husband is is five feet three inches tall. <laughs> yes, that's five three. And I'm going to say it right here on public. You know, he's just he's just tit high. So there you go. There you <laughs> go. Well, we've said everything else, so we might as well add that in there too. Uh, folks, I, I swear. I mean, Donna might mention this, but they are the most charming couple, most uh, a precious couple you'll ever see together. It is just a wonderful thing when Donna and Greg walk into a room. It just kind of lights the place up. Yeah, and when Greg and I start, when Greg first started taking me into real poker rooms, it was actually at the Horseshoe Casino in Tunica, Mississippi, just south of Memphis, Tennessee. And Greg was playing in a twenty forty limit game when there was no no when there was not any when there was when there was no no limit. How do I say that? Yeah. And people would say to him, they would not see us really walk in together. And people would say, "Hey, look at that big girl over there playing poker." And Greg would just kind of smile. So that that big that big girl that was where that originally came from because I used to say that big girl over there playing poker. <laughs> it's amazing, but I love y'all to death. I'm, Wait to see you. Are you going to be up for the WSOP this year? Oh, absolutely. I'm going to try. I'm actually going to hope to make three trips out there. Oh. I'm sure. When are you planning on being there? Um, we're waiting for the schedule to come out, but it's going to be sometime in June. Um, I have a runner in the ladies' event. 
that uh, I back. So we got to be out there for that, and then I'm going to check and see what the other events are for me to play. So we're just waiting for the WSOP to release the schedule. Wonderful. Well, Wade Andrews, I want to thank you very much for being on the Donna's, Donna's, hello, Big Girl Poker Chat today. And I want to say anyone that would like to know more about Internet Radio Broadcasting School, just go to wade.radio.com or the link on the notes. I'd like for you to subscribe to Big Girl Poker Chat on iTunes. It's just exciting that iTunes has accepted this as well and say this is Donna Blevins and what a great, wonderful day it is. Let me know what you've learned the most today. Bye now.